Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We should be ashamed of ourselves. At least my black card is still intact. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't try to take it. I, yeah, I tried to give you a week off. This yeah, week. <laughs> thank you very much. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the idea there, takes songs from a particular soundtrack. And based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film uh, for midweek movie music. And it is Back to the Future. Which one? The original? The original came the original. out July 3rd, 1985. That is good. Also, summer. Summary film. Yeah. Should have just threw that out there. But I would say that, yeah, I I don't even remember those first two gems on this movie. And I've seen this movie. How many times have we all seen Back to the Future? I don't know. Easily 30 times or something. Yeah, the the crazy part is that first one is Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's what's weird is that reggae song was Eric Clapton. That's weird. That is that, yeah. that's doubly weird. <laughs> it's weird that that song is on the Back to the Future soundtrack, and then even weirder that it's Eric Clapton. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I love Back to the Future. Back to the Future, you know what? Actually, it's crazy. I was just reading. I'm going to try to find this. I, I did a random rabbit hole uh, session about Back to the Future not too long ago. I got to go find what the uh, notes were about it, and I'll try to find that. Some random factoids about Back to the Future, because it wasn't supposed to be, like, basically people kept shopping it around, and nobody yeah. wanted to really invest it for different yeah, and reasons. and then Michael J. Fox wasn't going to be Marty McFly to start with. Yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, exactly, there was a lot of yeah, weird yeah. stuff, and then they finally, finally you know, came Got to fruition. Yeah. yeah, and it, it did end up working out for him. Uh, all right, so we'll get into that, uh, but great job, as always, from my man Patrick. One thing weird about Back to the Future, though, that was strange. Um, One thing weird? There's a lot of weird things in Back <laughs> yeah. to the Future. Uh, Marty McFly's dad, the, when he first meets his dad. This, yeah. this, by this, these, th- today, that movie could not be made because it, it was politically incorrect in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because, yeah. 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 Yes, there's a lot of political incorrectness about it because he's basically a peeping Tom. Yeah. When he first yeah. meets him. When yeah. His dad's like peeping in on, yeah. Was it Lorraine? That, that's not, Lorraine. The weirdest, that's Lorraine. not the weirdest part of that movie. That's not the weird, but also, yeah, he almost ends up getting it on with his mom, which is very weird. Incesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so. a great John Mulaney bit about how it's weird, too. It's a lot. It's a, it, there's a lot of weird things when you actually want to come and say yeah. thing about it, but you shouldn't do that. You should suspend disbelief. You should suspend and just disbelief. enjoy the damn movie experience, but yeah. And uh, essentially, oh, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said he went down that rabbit hole. Well, then, well no, because Biff, Biff is basically sexually assaulting Lorraine. Yes, and he's, and he's a bully. And he's a bully. And but he's, he's a bully, yeah. and he's sexually he's, assaulting he's her. He's like, it, it's like yeah. yeah well, Marty McFly also tried to hook up with his mom. Too. Yes, I will. So, which yes. is weird. And it then he's also just friends with an old man. Uh, yeah, Doc. You know. we, just, we just accept that off the, off the bat of the movie. Yes. I don't know how they became friends, but yes. Yeah. I read friends. that that was a thing that was like addressed in one cut and then it just all got cut out or like wasn't got cut out of the script at some point. Yeah, because he's in so high it was never addressed, but they were like, oh no, it was this whole thing to, that addressed it. And then we're like, ah, it's too long. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, why people just believe it? that these guys are friends. If you're going to believe that they create a time machine, yeah. we don't need to explain the relationship between <laughs> Michael J. Fox character, yeah. right? Uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown. People would just accept it. Uh, <laughs> people said Back to the Future is overrated. It probably is. I mean, I'm not, I don't even know if it. Yeah, it, it's one of those. It is what it is. It's the nostalgia movie. If you go back and watch it now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this isn't as much fun when I was a child. Right. And no. things were all more fun. Right. <laughs> I like Great that. Point. Great Everything point. Everything was more fun. Yeah. Uh, including NBA free agency. Actually, no, it's more fun as an adult. It wasn't as much fun uh, when you were a kid. NBA free agency, Unless of course. Unless your player was going somewhere else you didn't want him to go. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> that could be very true. Uh, all right, let's start with the big news in NBA free agency, gentlemen. Dame Lillard, he has made it official official 
He has requested a trade from the uh, Portland Trailblazers. That's from Shams and Woes. So that's pretty much uh, right now known uh, across NBA circles. And the teams, there there are several different reports about teams that are interested. Um, I gathered from Woes. He says Miami, uh, the Clippers, and Philly are interested in Damian Lillard. Uh, his preference is Miami. That also comes from Woj and Mark J. Spears. Chris Haynes is reporting that uh, Jimmy Butler has relayed to the Miami Heat weeks ago that Dame Lillard should be the number one target this offseason. Um, he's also reporting, Chris Haynes, that the Pelicans, the Celtics, and Clippers, and Timberwolves have all inquired about the cost of Damian Lillard at one point. Mm-hmm. And Mark Stein says the ultimate dark horse, dark horse, Come on. dark horse, dark horse mm-hmm. for Damian Lillard is Utah. Mm-hmm. He says Utah has a lot of assets, and it's Damian Lillard, obviously old stomping grounds when he was in college, that kind of thing. Weaver so, State. There you go. So yep. he said they're the dark horse because they actually have a team. Nobody watches a lot of Utah, so they don't care, but a team that would really fit him. Well, not only that, they – they have an actual trade to offer for a star player. They have assets. The, yeah. Pretty much the only team that we discussed, them and the Spurs, are the only team that could offer anything uh-huh. that would be valuable. No, the Spurs shouldn't. The Spurs should just stay away. Uh-huh. Not the move they need to do. Uh-huh. Not what they're going to do. I was wondering. But, but, they, they, but the Spurs in Utah have collected a lot of picks, have <laughs> good young talent. That is what you'd want. And so all these other teams basically don't have any of that. And I think a lot of these other teams got in the conversation when they saw what Miami could offer. And they were like, yeah, we can beat that. We can beat, like, two picks and, like, three pick swaps and Tyler Hero. We can beat that. Yeah, yeah they got yeah. Yeah, Walsh uh, has but, said that Portland is not impressed with the Well, no, and Portland doesn't offer. want Tyler Hero anyway. Yeah. Right. So then if you wanted to make that trade, you have to go find another place for Tyler Hero where someone's going to give up draft picks or another young player for Tyler Hero, which nobody wants to do because no one wants to help them get Dame Lillard and other owners and GMs are not necessarily thrilled about, hey, let, let's let let star players sign four-year deals and then pick their destination. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say because he's under contract for four years. So now it's got to be that salary. Well, they don't care about the salary cap. They're the luxury well, tax. They will. They don't With care. the new CBA, they They're will. They will. To. And Miami is one of they those will. teams that, does it, that dances around it and will yeah. jump into it a little bit, but they mm-hmm. don't get to that second level. They don't. Like they're they're not getting into that area. That right. second apron. Right. That's why yeah. they have so many undrafted players on it. Like that's because that's their value, right? Yeah, they, they, you get value yeah. guys, and then they let a lot of their value guys leave because they said, "Well, we're not going to go way over the cap to keep all these guys. We'll so go find me, more." So let me ask you this: Why are you believing? Why Why would you say no to the Spurs? Why? Because you don't want to lose because some of, of the well, valuable players a couple that things. you have growing. Okay, can we first set the table for those who yes. don't know? Okay, Ramona Shelburne started this mm-hmm. this kind of this report. So for those who don't know, we have the Ramona Shelburne audio, and then we can come back and discuss. And be like, "What are y'all talking about?" Dame Lillard right. Spurs. Right. She is the one I believe that started this whole Dame Lillard to the Spurs mutual respect. <laughs> you know, so. she's the one that kind of started this talk and this conversation. Here it is. This is Ramona Shelburne's report. So I also think you should keep an eye on the San Antonio Spurs here. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have a lot of picks. The Portland Trailblazers would want to get back young players and picks. Uh, but the San Antonio Spurs are a team, I, I just, I, I keep hearing this, that Dame has a lot of respect for that organization. There's a fascination with Wembenyama. There's a fascination with the idea of Greg Popovich. Uh, and, and I know the Spurs are seen as a facilitator team here. They certainly could be that. But there is a lot of 
interesting. Inter there's a lot of interest uh, from Dame's side in the San Antonio Spurs as well. So I think that's another team to keep an eye on in these constructions. Okay. Now, gentlemen, continue, because that's basically – so there is there is some substance to it. It's not just us making up some random conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't surprised to hear their name get thrown into it, but I do think it's basically all from Portland's side. Maybe Dames to knock up asking price, was they were like, oh, no, maybe we'll talk to a team that has, like, four good young players and a bunch of picks. picks they got Atlanta yeah. Hawks picks, which Atlanta Hawks picks right now look real good. Right. <laughs> because those picks, because we don't know what's going to happen with DeJounte and Trey Young. And there, I mean, so there's a lot that the Spurs have stuff going on where they could make a really good trade offer. However, if you're the Spurs, you basically say, hey, man, we got Whitman Yama. We sold, we're selling tickets. We're doing good. We're building to get a point. So we're in two, three years. We're competing for a title. Let's throw away all our talent. Let's throw away all our picks, take away all our leverage, and get a guy who's going to come in. And we're still not a title contender at all this year, even if he plays. <laughs> And we'll just basically. You don't believe so? No, not at all. Because first of all, Women mm -hmm. Yama's not going to be that player this year. No, no. But I'm saying you have a lot of talent there. These guys have talent. ran some minutes, and they've they they they're building a they're, pretty darn nice the re, roster. The rebuild is over. Like I said, I, 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 I do not think I do not think people. <laughs> I don't think you go from as much as as much people are like they were tanking, and all these players are all of a sudden all stars. The, the players are not. There's a reason why this team had the record they had. Like there is good talent on this team. Yeah. But these are a lot of guys. Like you don't. Right now, you'd have Women Yama, who's a second for an NBA champion. He'd have to play at a level which is higher than I expect him to play next year. Okay. Just possible, but he would have to play at a much higher level because he would have to play at an all-NBA level next year. Okay. And then you would have to throw in Keldon Johnson would probably have to play at an all-star level. I think Keldon Johnson's ready to take I don't step. know if he's ready to be an all-star. I don't right, know if he's ready right. to be one of the 15 best players in, on a, a side. And so – that's where the problem is. I don't know if they have enough other pieces and experience. You're going to a playoff run basically with one guy who's been in the playoffs before and not a lot of playoff wins in Dame Lillard, and everyone else on that team doesn't have any. Yeah. Like no zero playoff experience. And Greg Popovich, mm -hmm. of course, does. But it just seems like everything mm -hmm. they did in this offseason was let's do things correctly, smartly. We got a bunch of money next offseason. We can start to see. We can see where we're at this season. And try and get into a playing game and see where we're at. Get our guys a little bit more experience. And then next offseason, we can go and try and make some moves and figure out where we're at. That's what everything is pointed at. And if you trade Dame Lillard, for you trade for Dame Lillard, it really seems like you're basically saying we have to win a title within the next two years. And that doesn't seem like that's a real long shot that I just don't know why you leverage everything. And then if Dame Lillard doesn't work out, and right, so three years in, do you move him again? Now that he's older and he's got seventy million dollars on his contract, I was gonna say when, he, when he's thirty-seven, guys, he's, he's gonna be owed sixty-two million. Yeah. Per. So so now point. you have him for two years. That now Wimanyama, right before he needs to resign, is going to be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. I got a guy who's a bigger star than me, who has been around the league and he knows everybody. I've got that guy on my team, and. But We're I, not I think that might be good for him, though, I, to I take some of that pressure I, off I, of it's him. It's like the windows are different, though. Dane yeah, exactly. window Your right now is a two-year window, points. and yeah, yep. Wimby's window is going to be like five years in the future. His yeah, window's and so peak. I, I, I strongly it. want him to go but to, you can, you to Miami, to merge, though. I saying, want Dame to go to Miami, I, I but I'm just yeah. intrigued by the San Antonio You can try to merge those windows if you want, but Patrick's right because actually – 
if we go right now, you actually you are in perfect position or you're in perfect position to maximize value under the new CBA. Correct. But Correct. if you go the Dame Lillard route, you're yeah. going to be stressed. You're going to be stressed. Financially, you're, salary you're gonna cap be, wise. You're going to be praying that they get that new TV deal yeah, and the salary so, cap exactly. jumps like crazy. Right now, you're in, you're in salary cap heaven. But I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think it's a, if it was a year later too. If we're talking about women Yama's second year, and we kind of know where this team is a little bit better, I think there's maybe a little bit more talk and more reality of it. Because then we go, no, right, women Yama was an All NBA player his first year. He's going to step up. Other these other guys stepped up around, and we know what. We, I mean, like they don't know what they're going to do with Jeremy Sohan right now. We don't know if Jeremy Sohan and women Yama can play on the court at the same time. That's a huge issue. Of well, we'll find we, out because they're about to play in the, the summer league starting. They already exactly, sold out, by the way. They sold out that Friday wow. already. Yeah, they That's sold crazy. out Friday yeah. already. I'm but, not surprised. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, I, I think there's just a lot that you have to check out before you make this all-in move. And for me, it's I, the main reason I don't want to go to Miami is because I hate this sign four years and then pick your team and the team and like Portland just screwed for it. Portland's like, hey, man, we stuck by you. We gave you all the money. We did everything you asked of us. We also signed your buddy Jeremy Grant to an outlandish contract solely because you lied to our face and told us you wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. You lied to our face, told us you wanted to be here to get your friend money, which is going to screw us coming up in years, and then you're going to walk away, and you want us to take nothing for you. And like I, this is a two way street, Dame. We didn't hurt you at any point in this. You could have asked for a trade five years ago. It's not our fault that you wanted us to try and win. And, and if I'm Portland, I'm going cool. You don't have a no trade. You're he does not, not have a no I, trade. Look, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm going. You're going to Utah, buddy. No. I'm going. I'm calling up Danny Ainge and being like, give us as many picks as you can, and we'll we'll just take as all the picks. I, and and if not there, I'd look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a lot of picks too. Brooklyn and, is building something huge. And, and so if I'm like Brooklyn, because they get a lot of wings, you put them in there. I, I like. I think there's guys in there that it works for me where I do it. I just that Miami package sucks. You don't want Tyler Hero, and everybody knows that. So you're not really going to get anything. The Philly one. I know Philly's coming up a lot now because they're because Daryl Morey just has a tendency to pull off these moves. Yeah. But I I don't like that. Like that's one of those ones. So if Dame doesn't want to get a ring, best place to go is Philly, because he is going to go <laughs> and him <laughs> him and Embiid will disappoint every off season. Like they're 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 so don't good. Don't they have Nick Nurse right now? They do. But yeah. that, uh, Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse is coaching mm-hmm. in the summer league. I saw him coaching the other day, <laughs> and I'm like, why is he coaching hey, he in the summer league? Hey, he's trying to get his guys right, yeah. man. Yeah, trying to get his guys right. And, uh, yeah, and then the rumor that was that this Philadelphia 76ers is uh, is Maxi is untradeable. Why? And you're like, Maxi's the only guy anybody wants. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hold up, man. He's the only guy anybody wants. But looking at this Dame situation, and uh, and I appreciate everything that you just said. But for me. If I'm Dame, and Dame was very loyal. Yes, he was. Very loyal. loyal. Yeah, to a fault. And that is why I believe he's like, all right, guys, we've done everything I could possibly do. He averaged 32 points last year in a game, uh, per game, and still they didn't win. And as a matter of fact, he sat out, what, the last week and a half? They started tanking, basically. Yeah, they did. So it's like, all right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But for him – I would much rather see him in Miami. I know the package don't look right. Mm. I, I just want him and Jimmy to be able to be those guys that have these chips on their shoulders. Even oh, yeah. though Dame, Dame and Jimmy are mm. two of the better players in the league, but they, for some reason, don't feel like they get their just desserts. And for Dame, Dame, you've been in Portland, bro. 
Yeah. I'm not staying up late to watch you. Yeah, you're right. People have, <laughs> a lot of people have not. They've heard, they've heard right. Dame Lillard and they've seen some of those big performances or the highlights of it. They right. haven't really been able to watch him as a player. No. And, yeah, the, it'd be great if that could happen. But, uh, yeah, this is a hell of a conundrum because Miami's got nothing. The, part, of the, part of the way they built their team, their blueprint, doesn't give them value <laughs> in this new era of the NBA where you need to be able to trade, yes, and yeah. trade these assets yeah. and these commodities. They, yeah, they got a lot of undrafted players. Great value, right. but now that you want to make a move can't to try to acquire it. a big-time player via the trade market, yeah. you can't really do it because uh, to get it, you got to trade away Jimmy Butler. you got to trade away Bam, 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 Bam Adebayo. Adebayo. Yeah, your two yeah. best players. <laughs> yeah. players. Like, no, yeah. That's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, they, I don't know how they're going to maneuver this. Adding a third team, I, I mean, if Pat Riley does this, and I'm sure he's going to try his damnedest. You know, man, he's you got to give him away. Yeah, you got to give him credit for just being one yeah. of the greatest GMs in sports history. And, period. And that's another reason why I think Utah has to be considered here as well, even if they're just in a package to screw over Miami. Danny Ainge doesn't like Pat Riley. Yeah, oh, very true. They have very picks. true. There could be a way that Danny Ainge helps another team just to screw over Pat Riley. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, a, it's a reality because they could be like, oh, we'll throw in a first. We got like 12 of them. The NBA we'll, is so petty. I we, love we'll it. We'll throw in a first uh, for like whatever player and get some guy from you. And we'll take some project off of your hand and you'll we'll work a deal for futures and That's we'll good. make this work just so you can make sure to get to him to go to Philly or you, him to go to Boston yeah. or him to go to Brooklyn and that he doesn't go to Miami and Pat Riley just gets what he wants. That's awesome. I it love the happen. NBA is that petty. Yeah, yeah, no, it no, it's so, that you're so right. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a conspiracy theory that I will jump on that grassy knoll with you on that one. And just be standing there. And just standing there <laughs> waiting on Wait it. Waiting on it. Waiting on it to happen. Um, okay, a couple other uh, nuggets about NBA free agency here, gentlemen. The, uh, the Rockets, uh, they made the move and signed Fred Van Vliet. Vliet. Uh, and you know what? This, they overpaid. Can we be honest about this? But they was, didn't, I don't think they did because it was two years. <laughs> It is, but it's the third. The third year's a team option. You're right. The third year's a but team that's option. What I'm saying. It's, yeah. I, I don't think they. If it's a four year deal, they way overpaid for him. On a two year deal, they get him. They don't have a competition, and they can discuss this again in two years. Yeah. No, they can. But I mean, yeah. For Fred Bland, I, I still I like it. I think it's added value. They needed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think you know for me, I believe it's a little bit of an overpaying. But you're right. That third year is an option year for the team. So that's. Good negotiating by them, but Fred Van Vliet brings them a lot of maturity. They need it as a young team, um, especially yeah. after the videos came out. I know the Jalen Green video <laughs> stuff. I know people; it, it's a big deal. Listen, I, I don't really know how to you know how approach to the subject. Yeah, me neither. I'll just say this: when pe- when players are on teams, I've been in locker rooms. There's a lot of goofballing, yeah, yeah, hijinks, and all that kind of stuff. And I used to have to say in a locker room and tell guys, listen, I know y'all like to get into a lot of jokes and y'all get into practical jokes, some really disturbing, sick stuff that y'all think is funny. Don't do it with me. Yeah. And then there are a couple of guys like, listen, don't do it with me. Like, there are stories about guys putting their junk on guys' shoulders and, like, you know, no, like, no. don't do it to me. All right? Just right. says. So as long as we understand each other, do that today. ain't gonna come we, in this th- area. Th- we can practical joke. We can have joke. Yeah. Like don't that stuff that you you know the line. You know my yeah. line. Don't don't do yeah. that with me. And but I made it perfectly clear. I will say among teammates and stuff, they do. It's a lot of crazy joking going on and practical mm-hmm. joking and goofball and hijinks. As as and Arch will know this too. Yep. So I wouldn't. You know. Uh, you know, you make with the uh, videos what you want, but I'm telling you, man, you you should see half the crazy stuff that I think is kind of. <laughs> Twisted that guys like ah that was a bad joke. I was like that was funny. That was a joke. I'm like man, I'm not laughing. 
I was like, yeah, I didn't think that was yeah, funny. I didn't think that was funny but at just, all. Everybody's got differences of humor. Yep. Crazy stuff. So yep. I, whatever. I know the videos are out there. But I saw another video. It goes back to your maturity, though. It does. That's I where you bring yes. some of that to. I saw Fred Van Vliet with Jalen Green and them running and training already. Already up the hill. I saw it, too. That's, that's beautiful. Yep. That, that's the, hey, there's some videos out there that people <laughs> are, you know, obviously mocking and making fun of. That, that video, right. that's the video need to be out there, too. Yep. You're working your tail off. Yep. That's good. I'm with you on that. I'm with um, you on that. But I'm 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 big into the Fred Van Vliet um, situation, especially because this is a guy that is a motivational story. This is a guy mm-hmm. that was undrafted, went through the G League, did all the steps to become an NBA player, and now he's the highest paid undrafted NBA player ever. So the story of Fred Fred Van Vliet is so much more of a story that I can tell my kids about. That's a story that I could talk to friends about, about this is what happens when you put your head down and go to work. Mm-hmm. This guy earned it. He went it and got it out the mud and did his thing, and now he's one of the top players in the NBA from an undrafted player, and now he's got a three-year max contract. Largest contract ever for an undrafted yeah. free agent yeah. in NBA history. Unbelievable. That's a hell of an accomplishment right there. No yeah. doubt. And that's the deal. When you're a team like that with the Rockets where, you have a, where you're not really a desirable location – People are not sure about your culture. Which is crazy to me. I would it, love to be in H-Town. No, Drake but it's not, I'm not saying yeah. it has nothing to do with the city. The oh, city oh, is secondary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're okay, talking about the, the franchise. You're going to a, like the, a franchise like that is basically yeah. tanked for four you. years with or four or yeah. five years with zero plan other than maybe we'll get the number one pick and get a generational talent and they'll pull us out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it seems like Ime Odoka kind of has a bigger plan. The rumor was that Ime was the one who shot down the James Harden stuff that – Rockets management and ownership wanted James Harden back, and he was like, "Dude, like y'all just hired, y'all want to win? Yeah. He's not. That's a bad deal." I, I agree. It so, so he, but he's also one who wanted to bring in Van Vliet. He believes in him. He's the one who wanted to bring in Dylan Brooks. And if he you is. want to talk about a bad contract, that one is a horrific contract to me. Twenty mil per year. Four years, twenty mil. Four years. Four years. You're going to have Dylan Brooks on that team. I don't know how. I mean, you're going to try happened. and trade him in within a year. And also, to say, I mean, but, but I, that's a I, contract. It'll make him harder to trade. Yep. I now. 20 like, years, 20 years in three years probably won't be that bad, which is crazy to say. But in all reality, 20 mil in three years will probably be something where it's like, oh, yeah, that can be thrown in as a – And you salary. know why he made all that money too? If you all look at it, it, and I know this is a big part of it, uh, I think the the email Doka regime, I think they want to be tough. Like oh, 100%. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And they, they think of him as a tough guy. And mm-hmm. sometimes the Mavs were interested. And I was like, really? Yeah, no. Yeah, but they, that makes sense. they need defense. Yeah, they need defense. They too. definitely need defense, and I would have, I would have, I would have been okay with him going to the Mavs. But I'm with H Town. I think that is something that he's going to fit in good there too. Well, but this is a problem. I don't get why you take both of them. Yeah, they they're basically the same. Like they play the same position. Yeah, I, I don't play Dylan Brooks at my two two off. Like Fred VanVleet and Dylan Brooks is a pretty small one two. And it, it takes away a lot of – because Dylan Brooks can't do anything offensively, offensively if he's not, not going to be carrying the ball up for you. He thinks he can. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and I know he said he wanted to be more involved in the offense, yeah. which Ugh. with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith and, and yeah. Fred VanVleet, you're at best fourth option. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So, uh, I, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to give him a four-year deal. I don't know who they were bidding against that that had to be a four-year deal. They said, like I said, the Mavs were the only team I heard that they don't was have twenty. They don't have that. I was like, I don't know. You no. asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's one of those things, and I get like the Mavs b- b- getting Kyrie Irving. That was one. You're bidding against yourself, 
And so I, I get it, but that was a different part of we have to make sure Kyrie's happy we can't lose him. The Rockets, this one, I feel like you could have got him for three for like 15 a year. You could have done like a three or $45 million contract, and he still would have signed it. They yeah. also got, I totally agree, they got uh, no. Jock Landale as well uh, on a four-year, $32 million deal. So um, for, it's only the first year is guaranteed for him. But they need a center because they struck out in the Brook Lopez yep. uh, sweepstakes and reportedly – Reportedly, uh, they basically, I don't know if they lowballed him, but they just didn't offer as much as Milwaukee. Um, and he turned down the Rockets. Well, they had, to, they, had to, they had to offer him a lot because if you're offering similar money to Milwaukee and I have to go to Houston where I'm not going to win for a couple of years or I can go back to Milwaukee where I know everything, my, my family's and already shot to and win. I have a chance, I'm playing with one of the greatest players they had in the a, league. They, yeah. they, I think he ended up signing a two-year, forty-eight million deal, and yeah. the Rockets reportedly offered uh, two years, forty million. So, yeah, you, you got up. You got up for. They do have a Shingun uh, as a guy they drafted they a few years ago, yes. and he is they a he's him. a good player. He's somewhat still of a project, but he is somebody that I will be playing more and more. No, they got a sexy core: Jalen Green, Shingun, Jabari Smith, Amen Thompson. Now Cam Whitmore, a little young core. Martin, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Harsh Knock Life, what you got for the people? I'm going to talk a little bit about my trip, and I'm going to bring up – we talked a little bit about the Atlanta Braves. I want to bring up a number about Ronald Acuna Jr., who our man Chipper Jones said is one of the most special players that he's ever seen, and he's really excited about him. All right. We're excited to hear about the trip. Hard Talking hardball. The hardball with my man Hardball as well. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four nine. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie-themed edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge, and our movie of the week is Back to the Future. My man Patrick Davis giving us... Uh, Clues here and there, but it was in the 4 o'clock hour that we actually Mm -hmm. got the clue. Marty McFly, Back (laughs) to the Future. But it's your boy, Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass, at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I just wanted to talk about my trip to um, North Carolina. I took some time off. Um, was going to do the shows from out there, but it kind of worked out for me not being able to do the show because of the times of the games were would have been right in the middle of the show. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been fun for me to be out there and then not going to see my kid play soccer with his teammates. Also, shout out to the OAECNL Lone Star North team, they played unbelievable soccer. Uh, they didn't lose. They didn't lose. They did not lose. <laughs> they went 1-0-2 <laughs> on the trip. And uh, it was disappointing because they didn't get a chance to advance in this in on this trip. But uh, a lot of great memories were made. They played probably some of the best soccer that they've ever played, that I've seen them play. And mm. for some of those people, they didn't even know I existed because I hadn't been to a lot of the trips on the road, but, yeah. which is got to fix that, got to fix that. <laughs> but uh, my trip to North Carolina was a great time, uh, and it was had by all. 
We didn't get the results that we wanted, but it was fun and it was an educational trip for sure. It started with a trip to Chapel Hill that we talked about earlier. Mac Brown set us up with a guided tour guide, which was outstanding. Mac had over a uh, hundred recruits in that weekend. There was a lot of people on campus, so Mac was all over the place. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to really be with him, yeah. but I was texting with him back and forth and told me to give you a big hug and that he misses you and yeah. misses Austin, Texas. For sure. But he's, uh, he told me, hook him heels. That's what uh, he told me. He come told, on, Mac. Hook him heels. Hook him heels. <laughs> so Mac is doing a great job out there. And uh, he set us up with the tour with the former Tar Heel and a former NFL player, Daenerys uh, Searcy, who is one of the coolest dudes that I met in a really long hmm. time. I had no clue of the connection to Aaron Williams till it was almost at the end of our tour. Hmm. And we started talking and he said something to me and I was like, wait a minute, you down with Aaron? And so we started texting Aaron, taking pictures and sending them to Aaron. He was like, oh, that's fam. And then Anthony, of course, mm -hmm. was talking about him because he told me that his family and Aaron Williams' family on uh, – home games, they would hang out together all the time. Yeah, nice. So they, they became family. So it, it was good mm. to talk to him. And, of course, you know, Aaron being a, a friend of mine for a long time, it was outstanding. So my son's teammates, they were all excited about the tour in North Carolina because, obviously, it's a Jordan brand school. Michael Jordan, all the gears, Jordan, and the kids obviously love Jordan. So mm -hmm. they got to go into yeah, the right. locker room, got to see the, all the shoes, the gloves, the equipment, everything. And mind you, these are soccer kids. There's a couple of kids that play football too, but these were true soccer kids that were really amazed at what they were able hmm. to see. Because the question after we did the tour is like, is Texas like this? Is hmm. Texas? I was like, nothing is like Texas. <laughs> nothing is like Texas. Sure. Texas has got its own situation to where yeah everybody's got nice stuff but then when you walk in those texas locker rooms in that area you realize you're like yeah they they got a little bit different mm -hmm. it's a little bit different but nonetheless it was a great time got to go down in the middle of the city in chapel hill uh on a on the way out of town we went to duke so we went by mike shesheski shesheskiville got to see cameron indoor got to see the soccer field and all that other stuff north carolina uh, so many schools went to some historically black colleges that were there mm -hmm. as well. North Carolina A&T mm -hmm. went to University nice. of Greensboro, which is not uh, uh, HBCU, but we did go by North Carolina Central as well. My old roommate, Tyrone Horn, he went to North Carolina Central, so I wanted to go see his place as well. So it was a great time. Got to go to some great breweries and hang out with some really, really cool people. And as we talked about, mm. a lot of the players – uh, they don't know everybody. They know the parents, but they don't know what the parents do. Kids okay. don't ever talk about that yeah. anymore. You know, nice. everybody don't know that DJ's dad does radio, runs a home health company. They don't know that because hmm. they, they don't see me. That they much. don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, I'm like, that's why I'm gone a lot. Y'all don't get to see me because of that. Mm -hmm. But then we have Michael Gaffney, um, the the head coach of the Austin Gamblers. He was there looking stoic in his cowboy hat and his jeans hmm. over there. And I was like, that's a bull rider, folks. That's a national champion bull rider. Y'all don't want to mess with that For man. Sure. Y'all don't ever want to mess with him. <laughs> so everybody got a chance to, to spend some time. But the most important part of our trip to me was the Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's really it cool. was powerful. It was educational. 
mm-hmm. and for everyone that um, got a chance to go, because some of the parents went with us, and so the kids got a chance to go too, and they got a chance to see what that was. And when for those that don't know, Greensboro, North Carolina, at uh, Woolworths, remember we were young, mm-hmm. we all had Woolworths, was the start of the movement of the sit-in, mm-hmm. where the students decided that they wanted to go have lunch in a, at Woolworth and sit at the table and or sit at the bar, and they were like, no, you can't sit here, you can't sit here. And the, the thing that was most moving to me was it was a peaceful demonstration. Mm-hmm. It was very, very peaceful. And then you hear the stories of, of how they spread the word to other people across the country. And it was through the trains. All the porters that were working on the trains would whisper to the other business people and say, hey, this is what's going on. They're doing a sit-in if you want to do this. It was so Hmm. intriguing to me because a lot of this stuff you forget. You don't forget it, but it's not something that you think about all the time. And for those kids to be able to go on this tour and see this part, was was all worth the trip to me. I, that was one of the very first things that, as soon as I found out we were going to Greensboro, that was the first thing I looked up. Hmm. I want to go there. I want to sit there. I want to hear. I want to feel. I want to be a part of what this was because we li- and and the thing about it was it was 1962, 63. I was born ten years later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we're still dealing with some of these situations that people are still talking about. And so for the kids to be able to go and watch that, be able to learn from mm-hmm. that and have those moments to where there was questions being asked. And the questions that were being asked were not bad questions. They were truly they wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. They wanted to understand more. And that is what moved me the entire time that we were there. I was I was sitting there thinking about that. What what would you have done? And the coolest part about it was they did they had this mural up of all the different people that were helping with the movement, helping with the conversation, you know, trying to yeah. be difference makers. But there were spaces that were in there that were empty. Hmm. And at the end of it, they said, You can have your face up there. You can have your face up there. All you have to do is be part of the messaging. All you have to do is do something powerful with your life. Hmm. So as that happened for me, I just kept looking at my son, DJ. I kept looking at his friends, Jordan and Sharam. I kept looking at my daughter, Jasmine. I kept looking at Jack and Henry. Um, Dad is a lawyer, Hmm. so he understands. And he was trying to explain everything to them as well. It it did my heart good because I don't know if they would have went if I didn't mention that we were going. Right. I don't know if that would have put that in their mind. The other parents, my kids knew that was on the trip. I didn't care about anything else (laughs) that was going on. (laughs) We are doing this. Lindsay was all excited about it and she was Mm. educated as well. So it was a great, great trip to North Carolina. Uh, uh, Obviously, you know, we're always glad to be home. But when you get a chance to go and visit some of these historical sites and they're telling you the story of how this happened, not from what you might read or or Mm. in his book, but like somebody that has actually been there and lived in that city and gone through all this stuff. It is it is so powerful to me that we had such a great, great time. And I'm glad that That's we did good, it. Man. I'm glad that we did it. And That's I'm awesome. glad that I got that opportunity. How big and th- is it? It's, it's just, it's, they kept the store the same. It's wow. three, three stories. 
Mm. It's three stories. They even have the Andrew Young, uh, the pastor Andrew Young, who went on to be the mayor and mm. done all these different things. They have a whole wing that is just for him. Okay. I mean, it is three three levels wow. of of straight pure education. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited. And my son even told me, he was like, Dad, I'm glad we went to this because I some of this stuff we didn't even know. Nice. Like a lot of it we didn't even know. Hmm. Um, but I also, like I said, they didn't get a chance to win championship or do anything like that. But the team played well. They had a great trip. They played teams from Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. And they played outstanding. So we had a great time. Didn't we lose, made some friends. Didn't lose. Didn't lose. Had a great time with some friends and made some new friends and got to know uh, mm-hmm. all of the families. And, and it was really, really fun. But last thing, I want to go to um, baseball real quick. Let's do it. We talked about the Atlanta Braves and what they've been able to do. And we talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. Chipper Jones comes on and he talks to us and, and, and he was just letting us know about the sound of the ball when it comes off his bat and how he goes about it and how freakish of an athlete he is. Ronald Acuna Jr. has the best first half that we have ever seen in baseball. In total, he said he's become the only player in the American League and the National League history. Think about all the talent that's been in baseball. With 20-plus home runs, 40 stolen bases, and 50 RBIs all before the All-Star break. Hmm. That's and crazy. 40 stolen bases. Remember, I told you the lost art of the game is triples hmm. and stolen bases. And my man is out here doing it at an elite, elite level. And the fact that he's still in that many bases is something that when we talked about that, yeah, he can still run. And the pitchers can only throw over twice. That's true. And they got bigger bases. <laughs> Don't forget about that. They got they they raised it. Nobody ever talks about the bases it's a anymore. Game of inches, but you're right. It, it, it yeah. is a game of mm-hmm. inches, and he is having the best first half of any player in the history of the game. That's crazy. At this point, and you think about baseball and all these great players that have been a part of it. It is unbelievable what we are starting to see. And I know Shohei's getting a lot of love, and rightfully so, yeah. because he is a freak of all freaks. <laughs> but Ronald Acuna Jr. is putting himself in some very, very elite company. I mean, this is a hell of a year for Major League Baseball. <laughs> it is. When I you mean, look at it as right, a whole. You start thinking about it overall. And it's sped up. The game is That's what I'm saying, that with the rule changes, you yes. got the scoring up, you got the duration of the games down. Shohei is doing stuff we've never seen in history of sports, let alone baseball. Um, and now you're talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. also doing yes. freaky stuff. And Mookie Betts isn't getting the half the love, and he's going to be in the home run derby this year. I mean, there's some absolute stud baseball players that if you're not a baseball fan, and I know everybody likes to wait until after the All-Star break because there's so many games mm-hmm. and they really want to wait till the postseason. Every once in a while, take a glimpse when you see the Cincinnati Reds wow. with that talent that they've brought up, their Same entire time. team. You look at the Texas Rangers and what they've been able mm-hmm. to do. We talked about Houston. And then you go and look at the Yankees, how bad they're playing. You know, they've got so many different things that are happening. Judge, who was all-world, got the big contract. Mm-hmm. Now he's dealing with a toe injury. Where he may not even be able to play. And Otani may break his record. And Otani may break his record that just mm. came from last year. <laughs> you if know, Otani can just, stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. If he's he healthy, but he's, healthy. he's on pace to topple what Aaron, Aaron Judge said last year, which was an insurmountable amount. That's no. fantastic. It's unbelievable, man. Hey, right, if you like wait until after the All-Star break, 
you got a week. Yeah, <laughs> you got a week. So you got some Next time. Week. You Man. got some time. Yeah, no, it's a great year for Major League. And I, I hear like the, the, the attendance is up, uh, like really at really high. We'll get into that in some of the numbers, but the attendance is up. Yeah. Too. I imagine the ratings are up. I haven't done the research, but people got to be watching more baseball just because of Shohei. Put it's, Shohei on TV more. People right. watch it. And not only that, Rangers are, well, your time yeah. is not going to run. You're not going to be there for three and a half hours anymore. Yeah, thank you're going to be there. You're going to be there just like a regular time sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're in and out. I, I told know. you the other day they went extra innings in a baseball game and they still didn't get to three hours. And people thought they would hate it. Right? He was like, "Ah, oh, they're going to hate this. It's, you're, you're you're screwing up the sport." Nah, it's like, nah, no, actually, it's actually good. Just made exactly. It's actually just good. Made it more palatable to the masses. Yep. Uh, good stuff there. All right. Uh, and man, I got to make sure that I get to the Civil Rights Museum. You do. Got to put that on the uh, the bucket list. You definitely do. Uh, all right. It's uh, moving. Yeah. No, I'm sure it is, man. You yep. sounded profound. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, off the record. There's so much stuff to get into on off the record. Um, over the weekend, we'll get into all of the hijinks and all the crazy stuff. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man. Comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of. Off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. I thought we'd have uh, enough time to get into uh, my rabbit hole session that I had about Back to the Future since it is the focus of our midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. We'll table that and get to that a little bit later. Um, so off the record, I wasn't going to get into some Joey Chestnut stuff too. Cause there's some Joey Chestnut facts and stats, I guess you could say about competitive eating that are just mind blowing. Uh, how about this? And you know what? This is actually has sports related. It has to do with Patrick. Did you see what Victor Winbinyama via Twitter said after he watched Joey Chestnut's performance? That he was the greatest. Uh, I, can't most, I know he said he said, he said something. Most was, dominant athlete yeah, was, of all time is what Wimby yes, said. I, I saw when he posted about it. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Patrick, about Wimby say most dominant athlete of all time, Joey Chestnut? I think that's an uh, it's a stretch of the word athlete. <laughs> I hope. I think he was being sarcastic, but I don't I, know. Maybe I think he was too. I think he was just really trying to embrace America. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. I think I think his publicist was like Wimby. You should really. People are really into this in America. You know, we 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 celebrate our independence by doing something that. We do better than anybody else in the world, and that is gluttony. And we celebrate it by just mashing. Gorge ourselves oh, with food. And, and then I think he throws up after like after he's already done. Yeah. yeah. He I, wins it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he likes food a lot, though, because there was a Spurs video where they were like introducing the rookies from France, and and they were like, hey, uh, so they asked they asked both him and Sissoko, they were like, what, what's a word that in French that you would like Spurs fans to know? And they asked uh, Sissoko, and he was like, "Amour, it means love." And that's, and then, uh, and then they're like, "Women." He goes, "I guess uh, how to sound croissant." Yeah, yeah, I saw that video. <laughs> like, it, was, oh, it was the difference of of Sissoko croissant? being like, "It's love and amour," and that's he's like. You know, it's you mispronounced croissant. I was like, "Ah, that's how we love you, Wimby." I would love a Wimby to become a foodie. That'd be yeah. great if he just starts like just becoming like a foodie and embracing like American food. That'd be amazing too. Well, I'm just telling you the thing about Wimby that is so impressive to me <laughs> is that he's the complete opposite as of Tim Duncan as of right now. Yes, he is the complete opposite. He is well, more Kawhi outgoing. Too. Yeah, and Kawhi. And Kawhi, both yep. the last yep. two superstars have been kind of like that. Yep, 
Yeah, I, I dig right. it. I dig it. Uh, no, I'm happy for him. Hell, not again, Dame Lillard rumors because well, yeah. of women. Before women, you know, what I mean? <laughs> Dame Lillard really wants to go to the Spurs. I know no. everybody respects Pop and loves Pop, but man, come on, man. No, no, no. We, it's people are talking about the Spurs a whole lot more than they were last year. <laughs> like they came up in the Dame Lillard conversation. Yep. Are yep. we serious? Uh, but there you go. Shout out to Spurs fans. Uh, okay, so we don't got enough time. We'll give us some Joey Chestnut uh, facts a little bit later on. Uh, there was cocaine found at the White House. It was confirmed. A formal lab test of the white substance found at the White House on Sunday has come back positive for cocaine. What do they do? Just says it. put it on their tongue to find out that's their lab test. <laughs> that's their lab test. Yeah, he's like, yeah, y'all took too long. Somebody, somebody could do that for y'all. Yeah, exactly. Real quick, like, like that. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's that, that pure. That's that pure. <laughs> <laughs> about 70 by 70. Uh, yeah, so they did. The substance was found Sunday evening in a small zippered bag <laughs> in a highly trafficked part of the West Wing. Yeah. Prompted a brief investigation. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, they, probably, they believe like a visitor to the White House might have dropped their cocaine. It, oh, for sure. <laughs> which, is, which is also, which is crazy. But you guys know, this is not the first time cocaine has been in the White House. First time it's been found. Right, but that's yeah, okay. Sure it's been all up in there. There was something yeah, in there been ready, all to, up in ready there. to pitch Biden a bunch of ideas. <laughs> exactly. Hey man, I got an idea how to solve all the problems. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll let it get so get the job done. There's a lot at stake. Okay, exactly. just be efficient at your job. Be good at be it. Be good at your job. All right, all right. There you go. So cocaine was found in the White House, but uh, co- uh, President Biden was not there though. He was at he was at Camp David, I believe. So he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he said it's very important we get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So he wants to find out whose cocaine it was. <laughs> right. They got cameras all over that place. They know who it was. dropped the cocaine yeah. in the White House yeah. with all those cameras? Do I know they know which visitor I, had the cocaine no, and they dropped know, the cocaine? I can tell you what visitor it was. It was a visitor who came back 20 minutes later asking to go back. <laughs> That's who it was. <laughs> nah, man, I just need to see the. I want to see that like the hallway again. Wherever we went, I want to see it again. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, look for the freaked out, panic person. Exactly. Look at all the one, the that for, the one that's looking for cameras. Eyes real big. <laughs> oh, good stuff there. All right, we come back. We'll get into. Uh, we'll get to the All Big Twelve media selections for the All Big Twelve preseason team and talk Texas football. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, nothing horn.